It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast this Wednesday, which means we're looking back at the previous week and talking about our takeaways. This time is week 10. Can't believe we're already in double figures. And I'm joined as always by Tony and Rob. How are you both doing? Pretty good. Enjoyed uh, a good weekend, actually, of football. It was um, very exciting games, I thought. And uh, on to the next one, as they say. <laughs> Rob, you share that optimism. Yeah, we'll go, Matt. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was really good. I enjoyed um, one or two super games. I'm mm. sure we'll get into it. But, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And uh, let's get into the crunch time now. We were just discussing offline, weren't we? The uh, playoffs and things. So... Yeah, it's key key weeks for uh, for everyone playing fantasy football or redraft football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we were just talking about that offline. Anyone got any flexes, Tony? Do you wanna do you wanna flex on any of your no, great I don't. positions? I've, I've learned I've learned to um to do this in the past, and uh, it's, it's cost me. So I'm not gonna flex yet. Too yeah, early Rob, for that. Any flexing from you, mate? Not yet. Playoffs, we'll have a flex. <laughs> and everyone keeps telling me I'm going to win certain leagues, which means I'm definitely not going to win. So I, and one less of that, please. That's why we say it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll hand on a trophy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right, let's kick off then. Uh, looking back at week 10, we'll start in, in Germany. Uh, atmosphere for this one was incredible. Could barely hear. Well, people weren't even caring about some of the plays. The commentators could barely get their words out because so much singing in the background. But uh, Tampa Bay won it. They beat the Seahawks. Uh, Tony, you first. What do you take away from this one? I thought that I, we, we had a conversation about this one. I thought it was the Bucks. They, they were going to win this. Brady was going to show up in an international game. Uh, to be honest, they, they won the game by running the ball, didn't they? Um, it was probably the most attempts that they've run it. Both Fournette and Rashad White. Obviously, Fournette left. Um, in the second half, but he obviously scored the touchdown in the first half. Uh, this is this is the thing now, you know, with Fournette. Um, he does get to this point in the season, and he does break down. And it's just every single year. Same with James Conner. There's a few of those that you can just pick that they're going to go down at some point, and you just got to get rid of them while, while they're hot, I guess, is the lesson. But it um, doesn't look like he's going to miss time. And if he does come back after the bye, I think there's enough... If this offense turns a corner, it'll be enough for both of them to, to both be started. So it won't be one taking over the other. You know, it, it might be like a, a Zeke and Pollard situation. And I think both of them can be played, especially when Zeke's back as well. Um, and in the past catches, it's nice to see Godwin get in the end zone finally. Everyone's talking about it. Um, and yeah, not much to say on Seattle apart from Kenneth Walker looks in a complete work, workhouse. Um, workhorse back. I mean, he's on the field for over 90% of the snaps. So that is. Uh, a big change there for Kenneth Walker going forward. Yeah, nice one, Rob. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so good game. Um, good bounce back for Brady. I think I don't want to say we completely turn the corner on the on the offense for the Bucks, but um, it's certainly in the right direction. They obviously overran the ball um, just by the attempts of Fournette and Rashad uh, White. But as you can see, when they do that, it just opens the pockets up for Brady to throw. Um, and obviously, then you know that helps Godwin and uh, and Mike Evans. So Godwin this week. Um, so yeah, I like that um, going forward. And if that continues, then Brady should be you know, a top twelve quarterback. And obviously, start the wide receivers every week. Um, 
just on the running back, yeah, I, I agree with Antonio. You know, over time, you know, the older running backs break down. It, it, it's not, I guess, it's hard to say you just pin it on certain players, but I think it's just generally any old running backs. You know, um, if you get worked that hard, it's, you're going to have breakdowns at some point in the season. So I think White actually got the start. He had the first couple of touches um, and then White lost the, and then they brought Fournette in. He got the touchdown and played well and then he left and then obviously White had the breakout. So difficult to say what's going to happen coming back. If they're both fit, I think they've already said off, uh, you know, in the press conference that they're going to go with White first, but obviously it'll still be a committee if they both are both healthy, but I would start, you know, you might start seeing a complete 50-50 and maybe running the hot hand. So one to look out for and, uh, and on that. And then, yeah, yeah, just to, just to piggyback on, on Kenneth Walker, I think, even though it wasn't a great game for him, the usage in the passing game is really positive, really good to see eight, eight targets and six receptions. And I think that was the key when we were discussing him earlier in the season. We all knew he was a great runner like Chubb, but if they are adding in those receptions on a week-to-week basis, you know, when they're trailing, obviously he's very good when they're winning, then his floor is, you know, this is a floor game for him um, in, in half PPR, and, and that's, that's great news. Uh, PPR's great. So, but yeah, uh, wheels up for Walker, best of the season. Nice, yeah, wheels up for Walker. Um, wheels up for uh, for this game, the next one, uh, the Vikings versus Buffalo Builders, potential blockbuster, and it did not disappoint. The uh, the win rate fluctuating, well, roller coastering for for Minnesota um, in this one, and they finally managed to get it. Rob, we'll come to you first. Lots to talk about. Yeah, this this would probably I think doubt the game of the season, probably one of the games. The games in the last five years that I've ever that I've watched that I can remember being as as good as good as this one. So yeah, it's hard to break down too much other than everyone scored loads of points. But um, I think we both I don't know if Antonio agree with me, but Kirk Cousins we said was a sit. So even when you know a thirty three thirty and Cousins is only scoring like fifteen and a half points of you know half PPR, that's not a great that's not a great week. So um, you'd expect the quarterbacks both to have great games, but they didn't. Obviously, that's because they got picked off a few times. Both. Obviously, no problems for Allen rest of the season as long as he stays healthy. Let's um, start, but Cousins, yeah, I think we thought that might be being sit. Great week for Dalvin Cook. Um, his usage was much better this week. Burned off another great long run touchdown, which is what we need. Um, the, the, the one surprise for me was the Singletary one. Um, I think Antonio mentioned last week with James Cook giving usage and Singletary was off. They use Singletary a lot in this game. Uh, Hines didn't get any um, any sort of usage, really. Uh, and Cook was very limited. It was really devastating, very show. Um, so that that's that's a really confusing backfield. So obviously, you'd like to start Singletary on a on week-to-week basis, but he's been he's been inconsistent because they mixed it in. So I don't know when it's a crutch game and they got to win. Then it looks like he's a man, and, and you know they're going to run him all the time. So one to look out for. And then obviously. Jefferson digs just absolutely start studs, you know, the best best receivers in the league, you know, one of. Um, so yeah, can't really can't really add much to, to those. So yeah, great game though. And Hawkinson was the final one I wanted to mention. Hawkinson, uh, I was uh, I think I mentioned this a few times in the pods that I wasn't a big fan, especially in Detroit. But here he looks like the clear number two in the passing game now. Um, so he's, he's a must buy in dynasty in any pre format for tight ends. Um, and his usage was great again today. You know, 10, 10 targets, seven catches. So he's a he's a, he's a you know tight end one rest of the season too. Yeah, Tony, anything to add to that? Uh, 
I think I was wrong with uh, Singletary as well. So I think you're right. I might have said to keep an eye on that. So I agree with what you said about there. Um, and the and James Cook doesn't look like he's going to take that role away or even eat into his um, carries even, which was uh, disappointing, I think, because I think people want to see Cook what he can do. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Jefferson's catch was incredible. I think I tweeted it straight away. It was the best catch I've seen ever. Um, and I think it probably was. Maybe the Tyree helmet catch live might have been a bit better than that, but that was the only one I could think of that I've watched live that I thought was better catch. Um, and yeah, crazy ending. What a game. Yeah, what a game. Rob, would you agree with that? Best catch ever? Yeah, it just, yeah, it just didn't look as great because it wasn't in the end zone. Obviously, if you would look at the, if you watch the game of the even circumstance, he had to catch it to keep it going. But I think because he had a player on him and it, it just looked a bit scruffy. But when you slow it down, oh, it's a fantastic catch. So yeah, probably you know. As far as the Tyree, the, the, the Tyree catch was is just because it was in the Super Bowl and it was on the last last drive of the game and they won the Super Bowl on the back of that catch. Was probably it's a it's a bigger catch, isn't it? You know, Eli Manning got his Super Bowl ring off the back of that catch, basically. And whereas Kirk Cousins has just won a game, you know, mid-season against Buffalo Bills away. So, yeah, I think it's between those two. Uh, it's definitely better than the Odell one and Piggins that we saw earlier this year. Um, yeah, and they won the game off it. And, well, they won the game off Josh Allen fumbling in the, in the end zone. I still can't believe that, that game, to be honest. You had a shocker, um, really, didn't you, when you look at it? Overall. Yeah, he did. He did, actually. A couple of times, just about yeah. himself. The old Josh no. Allen. Yeah, so the summary there is drop Josh Allen, uh, you know, play so. Jess Jefferson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, joking, of course. So moving on to uh, to the Lions then, Edgine, Chicago, another absolute phenomenal performance from Justin Fields, who just says, I'm going to get all the points. Um, Tony, you first. What, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so um, I think obviously there's only a couple of, hand, well, two or three quarterbacks you take over fields and the rest of the season he probably is a sell high but who's actually got the guts to do it not sure um to be honest i've had a couple of offers for him and i'm thinking about them the only thing is with with fields really is you know we have seen his floor earlier on in the season so it's like how how many times can we see him hit his ceiling i think it's going to run out shortly um but but you've got to ride him while you've got him. He's going to get people into the playoffs and probably, you know, deep into the playoffs. It doesn't really matter about his schedule. I don't really care from what I've seen from him already. His schedule is not going to matter too much for me. It's whether or not he can keep his performance up. The, the other big thing is they've lost. I think they've lost. Chicago themselves have lost a few games the last couple of games. They lost against Detroit. They lost against Miami. And did they lose away to Dallas? They lost away to Dallas. So it's, it's three big games have come when they've lost games so chicago could easily say well hang on a minute earlier on the season we were actually winning um football games and and you know feels okay for fantasies turn it around but actually when he was doing the conservative thing and actually grinding it out with the defense or whatever they were doing earlier on the season they were three and three at one stage and now they're zero and three and fields have had three of the best games so that there is a bit of concern there but it, it, very slight concerns you're gonna ride him um it's a surprise that Mooney didn't have a bigger game in this one against Detroit, especially. So there's a bit of a disappointment in there. But obviously, all the points went to Cole Komet, especially on the bootleg. So, you know, the teams are so scared when Justin Fields gets outside, they've got to run up to the line, especially against man coverage. We talked about Detroit, how much man they play. They got their backs to the fields the whole time. And that left gaps for Komet. I don't know. 
um, if that's going to continue, I think Kemet um, is another, not a danger, but, you know, sell high if you can. Um, and I think the points might go to Mooney shortly. Um, on the other side, DeAndre Swift, again, cannot, you know, he's the big, he's the big question mark now. I don't think you can play him. Um, he nearly cast me in a couple of places. You know, he, they're saying he's going to get more involved, but actually they're not doing that. They're not actually acting on those words at all. Um, and I don't know how you can trust him, really. Um, Justin Jackson's getting more run. Jamal Williams looks like the lead back. And obviously, I'm on St. Brown is the only pass catcher you can trust for Detroit. It all means that Jerichoff cannot be started, in my opinion. He hasn't got enough weapons around him, especially if they haven't got Swift, Hawkinson, and obviously missing receivers like Chark and Jameson Williams. So, um, Goff's probably a full sit from now on, no matter the matchup. Yeah, Rob, anything to add to that? Yeah, just uh, I agree, yeah, with Goff. Um... You know, he scored 31 points and he only, he's only putting up like just under four fantasy points is just not good enough. Um, yeah, and Swift, just just finally on that. Just, the Jackson one was the surprise for me because I haven't seen him much play this year. I think I know um, the third running back, I can't remember his name, they went on the IR. Craig Reynolds. Reynolds, yeah, went on IR. So they brought him in, but they used him um, a bit when I seen him. He only had four carries, but yeah, mm. Swift is just, can't you can't. Can't play with any confidence going forward until you actually see a game where he's back in, putting up big numbers and getting a you know bigger share of the backfield. Then he's a sit, just rest and finish it and see what they do. The other big news from this one, obviously, Khalil Herbert went on IR. But the, the interesting thing about those running backs at Chicago, I mean, Fields is running the ball so much, it's taking volume away. Even the last three or four weeks, Monty's been up about seventy percent, and. You know, he scored six six points against Dallas, five against Miami, five against Detroit. Even though he's getting carries, it, it's just not working for him for whatever reason. Herbert comes in, does slightly better, but really not breaking records. You know, it, I think they just won the ball in Fields' hands and he's not going to throw to these running backs. So even though Herbert's gone to IR, I don't have a warm feeling about Montgomery, even though, you know, the volume, the usage will be there. I think, I think they improved, like you said, in the season because they're going to play after the bye, they've got Philly, Buffalo. Um, you know, I think in the tougher matchups, people have said the field, it's better for Fields because he's got to run more, try and chase the points. But actually, I think you know the defenses will be on, be all switched on the Fields running. So maybe the handoff to Montgomery and through the air might be a bit more. But but yeah, it is worrying signs. The running backs, yeah, just not getting the um, the red zone looks. Are they the touchdown look? No, not at all. Okay, moving on then to uh, Jacksonville. Um, this is the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs beating the Jags in this one, twenty-seven seventeen. Rob, come to you first. What are your thoughts and uh, how do you feel about CEH? Well, I wanted to take a. I don't want to take a victory lap yet on uh, Kadarius Tony, but I'm happy that he's not a complete and utter bust uh, in fantasy. So <laughs> I told you to start him last week. You did tell me to start him. I didn't do it. No, I was wrong on that. But he, he, I mean, I'm not getting carried away. It was only. A, it was only. You know, a very small usage. He had a couple of carries in there as well. So they used him as a gadget player, but it's promising going forward. And obviously with Juju getting the uh, concussion, he's certainly out this week. I don't know about hard states for this week, but um, I think he was close last week. So yeah, it's a flex now, but um, but yeah, good good for that. But yeah, CEH, I think we mentioned it, it was a sit. Um, and I think I think in it now mainly he's been dropped. He's, he's a drop now. You can't, can't hold a player like that. He's certainly now behind Pacheco. Um, and McKinnon is getting all the passing down work. 
Um, and that's not going to change for as long as they're healthy because Pacheco just got burst. He's just got more, more physical tools than, than CEH. So I think the Chiefs can just put down CEH as a, as a bust pick, um, a wasted pick. Um, I'll be surprised if they don't release him at the end of the season. That'll be my take, I think. Even though he's a first-round pick, I think he could be on his way out of the Chiefs. Um, you know, Maybe they get something for him, maybe they don't. But yeah, who knows? They might draft someone's a good running back class next year. Um, they might try again, but or they trade for someone and you know they get someone who's out of contract. But yeah, overall, yeah, not good for him. Mahomes is an absolute superstar. He's going to probably be the number one in fantasy this year. I think, um, you know, not that we're saying anything new there, but you know, yeah. people were saying he's putting up four a game, really. Um, and I, I didn't think he had a chance of beating Allen at the beginning of the season, but now he's looking odds on um, to, to, to win for the year, uh, I think. And then on the Jags, um, Christian Kirk had another really good game. I said last week it was really tricky to, to um, understand his usage and how he's played, but, you know, two touchdowns, 12, 12 targets, 105 yards. Fantastic, fantastic game. It'll change next year because obviously they bring Calvin Ridley back. So this usage won't be as good. So, you know, it might be a sell high in Dynasty. Um, but in redraft, yeah, you've got to be loving usage. Um, certainly Lawrence's main, main guy. And, uh, and then Etienne, probably his lowest game of the season. Didn't go to the end zone, basically. Um, looking at his usage again, not as many carries. But when they're chasing the game, they're going to throw the ball. And obviously you're always going to be chasing against the Chiefs. So you're never going to... You know, you're not going to drop him or sit him, but it's just one of those weeks where you just got to chalk off onto the next. Yeah, Tony, anything to add? Just disappointing, Etienne. I think um, I'm not sure why what happened in this game. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, it was twenty to zero quite quickly, twenty-one nil to the Chiefs. Uh, that might have something to do with it, but even so, you would think Etienne would pick up some of the, you know pump-offs or whatever, so I'd be interested to see how Kansas City played against the running back in that situation because they got to play um, Eckler this week, you know, and I'm interested to see why the dump-offs weren't there for ATN, so I might go and have a look at that and how they defended the man, man against zone and all that good stuff shortly. Um, but yeah, on the so Juju's, so Tony was a like-for-like for Harman, I think I said that last week, so I would have put him in immediately. So if Harman's back and Juju's out, I don't think it's going to help Tony that much. Um, he's, he's obviously showed that he is flex-worthy now, so I agree with you now. But I think if Harman's back, I would not be expecting a ceiling game from Tony ever, because I think they will they will eat each other on the, on the kind of line of scrimmage into each other or whatever. Um, and obviously, Marquez valdez Scanlon probably benefits from Juju not being there, so I'm keeping Close eye on that one. They play three, won't they? They'll have. I think they'll play. If they play three wide receiver sets, then it's going to be those three, isn't it? If Juju's out. Well, no, I think it won't be. I think it'll be Justin Watson will be on the field. So I I think Harmon and Tony are are like for like now. They they could Harmon didn't even get on the practice field at all last week, so I think he might miss again. You know, there was not even a sign of um, limited session there. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't sure. No. Uh, and you know, so if uh, yeah, I mean, if they're both out, Harmon and Juju out, MBS and Tony should be started everywhere. If one of them misses, I think it'll depend on which one. Yeah. Um, and I think Justin Watson will be on the field a lot more than we think. Prime time so, game as well, so it should be a big point. I'm going to yeah. go for Zinder as well. I've looked yeah. at that on Friday to see where where that sits. Yep. Okay, 
Uh, moving on then. So high-powered offense, Miami um, sweeping away the Browns. Tony, we'll come to you first on this one. Lots of points again for the Miami side. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I did, I knew, I said, if you remember, I said, I didn't think Cleveland got enough firepower to stay in a shootout. And I, and I don't think they will this week as well. I think they got Buffalo this week in Buffalo. And I just think Buffalo just pretty angry at what happened in Minnesota. So I don't think think of Cleveland as a let's go back and forth game. Although they scored first in this game, uh, they moved the ball on the first drive, if I remember, quite quickly. And they didn't score again until the fourth quarter. Um, I was a bit worried about Cleveland, and I told you about Hunt as well. I was worried, and I think he had the worst game of his his um, season. But I'm really, really upset that I didn't get go after Jeff Wilson um, because I did call him a league winner a couple of weeks ago. He, he is by far, you know, the best running back that I've seen uh, in that system. Um, Mostert, Edmund Zadigo. He's, he's hanging around most of it, but he's not doing enough. This is the Jeff Wilson show, and I think whoever's got him is probably going to ride him to the playoffs. So um, well done for whoever traded for him. And then Waddle's probably the disappointing um, game from him. Uh, I'm uh, wondering if this game... I'm seeing Trent Sherfield pop up a lot. I don't know if you guys are, but he, he's starting to show up in box scores quite a lot now, and I, I'm probably going to have to go in and see why and how, what they're doing with him. But there's a couple of times now that a third receiver has jumped into this mix and it's probably hurting model and and Hill probably, but obviously you're starting those two, so not nothing to worry about there. Uh DPJ, yeah, he's he's obviously quite a hot name this week, or has been in the last couple of weeks. Um but it's just the Mari Cooper away from home. Uh it's DPJ game. Yeah, Rob, anything to add? Yeah, just on Sherfield, I think um obviously, you know, Hills they're starting to to try and take away Hill and Ball. Um, and he's popped up in a few weeks in the end zone with a couple of touchdowns. So, yeah, he, he's, he's probably a, a dart from more than anything else. But, um, but yeah, Hill and Model is just one of those games they just did, even though they scored 40 points, wasn't their, um, their biggest showing. But uh, overall, you know, love the Miami offense. Like you said, uh, you said Baltimore's such a condensed share, share of the targets. So, love that. Yeah, and, and nothing really else to add on Cleveland. Yeah, perfect. All right, moving on to uh, to the Giants and um, beating Houston 24-16. Well, we'll come to you uh, first on this one. What were your thoughts? So I think we um, we said about, uh, you know, the running backs were going to be the, the main showing in this game, and it, it turned out to be that way. You know, Barkley had a really big game. Pierce had a, had a good game because he didn't get the end zone, um, sort of, and he fumbled a couple of times. Uh, Heard his box score, but overall, you know, they both want to establish the run. Um, Slayton, I think I was more cooler on Slayton than uh, than Antonio, I think, but um, both said um, that he'd be a flex, dart from flex, and he come through again. So he's probably someone you can probably play, especially with the bye weeks now. Again, you know, he did have it, it was a broken, I don't know if it was a broken play, but he, he, he just broke a tackle. Him. He yeah. actually broke a yeah. tackle himself. I don't think it was a broken coverage. Houston are really good at defending the receivers. You know, if he if he gets tackled there, it's another normal game for any receiver that goes up against Houston. Does not put a massive game up. Um, but yeah, I was high on I was higher on Slayton this week. That's why I dropped one the Rams and and uh, I think you can play him against that Detroit this week. Yeah, it's just the usage. Yeah, it's just I think just obviously with four targets, it's it's a bit like uh, Christian Watson. You know, he's got to, he's got to sort of bring one of those in. 
to, to have a fruitful game. But I think the biggest thing on the Houston side is the wide receivers. I think there's a change in the guard here with uh, Nico Collins. I think obviously um, Brandon Cooks doesn't want to be there. The coaching staff don't want him to be there, but he's under contract wants to get paid. So he's on the field. He did have a he did have a touchdown called back, but he's you know uh, he's not looking to him. In, I think if you go back to last year, Mills' first look was always Cooks every time and try and force the Cooks. But now with Collins on the outside as a clasher in, in the end zone, he's he's you know he's got ten targets, Collins, and and he caught a touchdown. Um, so one to definitely have on on a pickup on the wire. Um, and the dynasty, you know, got to be sniffing around him now as a. You know, it's a wide receiver too for next year if they don't bring anybody else uh, of any of any substance. Mm. Don't know if you dropped. Yeah. Him, you drop, I mean, I've got him in our main league. I, I well, I was I was kicking myself this morning. I was fifty fifty between MVS and Collins um, when the waivers cleared. They were both still out there. I was surprised to see Nico Collins out there, but I went my MVS this week because I think it's going to be a bigger high total. You know, we've talked about that one already. But I think longer over this over the season, Nico Collins is is a better pickup and also i think he's you know the number one receiver as you just said so i yeah cooks i i would i, I i've got him in a few places i can drop him as well so i'm with you on that um because it was his first game back to the team it was his first game back with his wrist injury and he only played 60 percent of the snaps so i want to see his snap percentage next week i think um i think it's a good matchup against washington although I, yeah i think washington's defense looks different story but we'll, we'll see what happens with um, Cooks this week I think if he doesn't do it this week at home against Washington you can drop yeah I agree with that anything else to add on that game then before we move on no it was Barker 35 carries I mean he's he's one that could break down you know talk about th- 35 carry in a game that's alarm bells but they got Detroit next so just keep going with him I don't even know if Breeder is the direct backup there he is, I think, well, because I, I watch him more because I've got it. I've just got him in the main. Yeah. They, they're bringing him in and out of, um, you know, certain plays and certain areas of the field. Not, not the day, not the goal line work. He's not getting any of that. But um, yeah, I worry for Barkley. I, I don't want him to see. You know, I love the talent. I don't want to see him getting that many touches. As much as we want to score points, you yeah. don't want to see anyone getting 35 carries in a game, regardless of how he's having breathers. You know, 20, 25 touches is is more than enough for, for a stud running back. Great. Um, okay. Uh, Saints, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh won. Um, Tony, we'll go to you first. Saints, Pittsburgh was not a very good game, unfortunately, because Andy Dalton decided to um, completely. Well, I think the defense of the Steelers showed up. Um, I was listening to someone saying, you know, the Saints just didn't travel to this one. They, they, they might have had a short week. Um, and there was a bit. <laughs> It just didn't have, they didn't have a game plan. I mean, Taysom Hill was coming in. So Taysom Hill played the most amount of snaps he has all season. He played 40% of snaps on the field, which is high for Taysom Hill. And he had one yard. So when he's on the field, usually the ball finds him. But it, it was clear they didn't really have a plan because he was on the field and the ball wasn't finding him. So, I, you know, he, okay, you could say he's a decoy, but actually he might, he's the second best player on the team probably in terms of yardage after the Kamara. So he needs to touch the ball. When he's on the field, and yeah, they couldn't get it to Alave. He had a couple of big hits. Then he he looks quite flimsy as a wide receiver. He's taking a few big hits now. Um, he still gets open, especially in zone coverage. I mean, he's, any team that he plays against zone, he's sitting in zones wonderfully. If they make the switch to Winston, that's going to help him. Nice to see Landry back. 
uh, another good zone player as well. So it'd be nice to see those two work together. Um, if Winston comes back, and I yeah, I was high on Pickett. I think he did all right in 19 points. Um, and Jalen Warren is knocking on the door. But I think, you know, I see Harris is limited with a knee injury this week. Um, I'm surprised after the hit he took to his head. I thought he was out. Like that was in concussion, you know, 100%. That that's probably the hardest hit I've seen to the head all year, and he just bounced back, you know, uh, a couple of plays after. So, well done to him for his toughness. But you know, he's he's won this on the breakdown now. He's had a toe injury now, his knee, and he's getting shots like that to the head. So Warren should be stashed everywhere, as we said. Um, and yeah, I was expecting more from Dunder Johnson. I said I said the Steelers were a buy all round. This is a good defense, mind the Saints. And Pickett came through. Because Pickett came through, you would like to see some more higher numbers for Pickens and Johnson. But maybe next week against Cincinnati. Yeah, Rob, anything to add? No, I've, I've said it a while now. Deontay Johnson is just not as high as the community are on him. Um, for me, it's just uh, he's a low-end wide receiver too. You know, yeah, he'll have a couple of good games. But yeah, I was disappointed with the offense, but we both picked Pickett as a good start and, and over Cousins and a couple of others we mentioned. So yeah, happy for Happy for that, even though it wasn't a great game, high-scoring game. Um, and then just on the lava, yeah, he needs Winston now. I think um, he's becoming he's becoming his floor game, so we're seeing for a lava. Uh, not a great game at all this week. Um, and like Anton said, I think when he was coming out of college, he was always touted as a slot-type, um, you know, good separator, but not strong. Playing the field, he wasn't a strong player, and that's why he didn't get the love that, you know, Pickens and Drakeland and all these other guys got. So, yeah, not worrying times. Obviously, he's a, he's a must start, um, but I think his his ceiling is is capped certainly with Dalton, and you know you want to see Winston to get him more. But I think long term, though, you know, again from a dynasty, oh, dynasty wise, no, it's still great. But yeah, but yeah. I think I, I just worry that is he's never going to be a true wide receiver one because he, the way the way he's built, like you said, I think they you know especially if they bring someone else in, um, you know, when you like I said, if you compare him to other other the rookies, um, you just worry that he's not going to get those. 25, 30 point games because he's just not he's not built the same way as them. But, you know, yeah, Garrett like Wilson's him, Garrett Wilson's probably the closest. So didn't Wilson went there, one. Yeah. yeah, London went one, didn't he? Sorry. And then Wilson went two and then Alave went three, I think, in the draft. Yeah, in the, the draft. Saints traded up. Yeah, in the big draft. And I think Wilson and Alave, yeah, they're both quite slight, but I think Wilson looks more like a digs, whereas Alave Looks a little bit more. I don't know. I feel like Jerry like, Judy, though. I think, but it, like yeah. it's a much better version. <clears throat> but Maybe still slight. But no, I love him. I got no concern. You know, obviously you want him in all formats, but I just worry at the moment that with Dalton, it's just not going to happen. You know, he's not going to get this humongous game. With Dalton. I think we can say that. Hopefully, the change. Yeah, moving on then. So uh, the Broncos uh, Wolves continue losing to uh, to the Titans, seventeen ten. Tony. Yeah, the Titans are. Uh, I said I was gonna. I picked them tonight as my dark horse in the AFC out of the main ones. They they started slow in this game and they still came through. I, I think they're really good um, outfit. They, they, they probably wasn't a, a a massive shout though to beat Denver at home the way the rest was playing and a few others. But they they just looked. They didn't feel like they were gonna lose this game ever, even when Denver were up. Um, obviously Nick Westbrook Akine had the big game and came through with two touchdowns. But even even then, you know, some I, I just had a feeling that Tennessee would win this game, and they did. Nice to see Tannehill back about 20 points, though. Um, that's 
interesting, really, because he hasn't done that since week one, I don't think. So that was his, that might have been his best performance, actually. Um, so yeah, uh, not sure if you can still start anyone else except for Derrick Henry. Um, so that's all I could say for the Titans. But the Denver Broncos without Judy now, if he is going to miss, um, that really does dampen their kind of offense even more, I think, because, you know, defenders will just key on certain now. They got players like Kendall Hinton. I think um, Hamler will be back for this game. So he might be a dart throw, but again, they're just dart throws at best. Um, and the running back situation, I was going to look at what Edmonds is doing. So he was on the field at, for 20% of the snaps on his first game. Um, but essentially, they are using three, and I was I was really hoping they would just go to two, but Murray Gordon and now Edmonds at 20% can't use any of them. Yeah. <laughs> Dulcich, the biggest disappointment in this game. Greg yeah. Dulcich. Opportunity to buy low, would you say? Uh, with Judy out, maybe with Judy out, but who's going to buy in on the offense? That's what he's. So, I mean, buy low, his ceiling games is 12 points. Hmm. So far, That's still about in Dynasty. I don't. I don't really Oh, in Dynasty. Uh, in Dynasty. In yeah, I won't yeah. touch him in redraft. Um, well, mind you, it's a tight end position, and you know, God, it's gone down. It's has gone down. There's loads. So he probably is a start. But all I'm saying, I wouldn't buy him in a redraft league because we. It, so far, his ceiling has been 12 points. So um, that's not massive for a tight end. Um, but yeah, Dynasty. I think he's a buy. Well, got anything to add on this one? Only on Judy, I don't. I, if you look at the injury, it looked really, really bad. But now it's coming. They're coming out and saying again. I don't know how much I believe this, but it's just a mild ankle sprain. Um, you miss. You miss definitely. Yeah, it looked to me the way he's walked. You miss most of the season, but so it's just one to watch. Yeah, you know, Sutton's going to get all the looks, but it's just that <laughs> it wasn't a great game, and it's not. They're not a good offense, but they have got the they got the Raiders next week, so that's a get. Right. They beat them last. They beat them earlier in the season. I think didn't they? They put a lot of points up, so. It's probably a, it's their best chance to get points, I think, on the season in that game. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on then to the Colts uh, and the Raiders. So uh, Colts winning this one. Um, what were your thoughts? Well, we'll go to you first. So really pleased for Jonathan Taylor, first of all. Um, you know, the RB1, first selected player on the draft and people disappointed with him. Uh, I got him in Dynasty in a couple of places. Yeah, so great to see. The, the workload is back. He's looking healthy. Broke off one of his traditional 60, 50, 60 yard runs to the house. Um, but I think that's a, that's a, that's because they brought back Matt Ryan. Um, it just brings more stability to the offense. You're not worried about, you know, he's not a great quarterback anymore. Let's, let's just put that out there. But he's, he's better than obviously the rookie. Um, he's more safer. He's got more control. You can, can see the offenses and the defense is better. So it brings stable, you know, stability, and obviously the coach want to use Taylor. Obviously, we did. T- I, I think many people haven't mentioned that you know, the Hines leaving uh, the Colts has opened up the passing work for Taylor as well. I think he was in. I, I got. A, I think it was ninety odd percent of. Was it, yeah, ninety four percent of the snaps. So that's basically on the field for everything um, in the offense, which is wonderful if you've got him. You know, as a as a true player, force. So that's good. I think Jonathan Taylor's looking good rest of the season for as long as they don't change a quarterback going forward. Um, for me, the splits for Paris Campbell, Pittman and, and Pierce, it's good news for Campbell. If you look at the usage with 
Matt Ryan, Campbell's had his best games. Um, so you could probably flex Campbell going forwards. Um, he's that sort of player that Ryan likes. I think we've both agreed, me and Antonio have said this all season and off season, that Pittman is Pittman's Pittman. You know, he's not he's not a wide receiver one. He's, he's a mid-tier wide receiver two. will have good games and bad. Um, his receptions are coming down, though he's probably still the main target for Matt Ryan you know, and was previously to that. So, you know, I'm I just not confident on Pittman. I think he's probably missed yourself when you're in Dynasty uh, and in draft. You know, if you get any better for him, then I would probably move him. Um, and then on Vegas side, you know, the Raiders are another team in, in dire straits. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do with Carr at the end of the season. Um, they probably won't move him because they brought Adams to go with him. But Adams is the monster. You know, he's getting all the looks. Um, Shed it Foster Moreau. Um, I think when Waller's out, he's probably the second read on that team now. I think Hollins, I think Antonio called this back on with Hollins about the coverage of Colts about man and uh, yeah, that, that he doesn't real. He, he plays yeah, so he, he didn't have a good game, but Moreau played well, um, and he's probably a, a good. I think you picked him up in your hand off for uh, for God. I he's did, a good, yeah. He's a good, he's a good pickup and playing. I just Wallace like the back. way he's, I like the way he's on the field for night. You know, tight ends sometimes rotate even the likes of Robert Tonkin's on the field for 65, 70. Burrow's on up 92, 93%. So, I, yeah, as good a tight end as any without Waller, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on Mac Hollins, they got Denver this week with a heavy man, so we'll see if that uh, theory uh, changes a little bit. But, you know, I'm not going to say start him now, um, but he should do better than 2.8 points. I think it's just... Paris Campbell is the biggest thing for me in this game because, you know, without Hines, I don't know if you mentioned Hines in that, but without Hines there, Campbell has just taken off. Um, and now with Ryan back and without Hines, I think it's, it is, you know, he could be the best receiver on that team easily. Yeah, and it's good for Taylor, like I said. It is good for Taylor. Oh, yeah. Gone, yeah. But yeah, Campbell, yeah, like him. Perfect. All right, let's move on to uh, Green Bay then. Getting back to winning ways. Um, one player in particular, I'm sure you're both going to talk about. Uh, Tommy, we'll go to you. Green Bay beating Cowboys 31-28. Who's the, play- the player I'm going to talk about is A.G. Dillon. And, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, the player I'm going to talk about is C.D. Lamb. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Packers, the Packers, they won the game by... I mean, this was a great game. Again, this would have been game of the week, obviously, without uh, the Buffalo game. But they got back to what they do, which is running the ball at home. Now, Rogers. So Rogers only threw twenty times this week, and I think, without looking, I reckon that is the lowest by a mile that he's thrown all season. They've just been a really good defense. Uh, defense, a Dallas team who are good at home as well. Um, at home. I think this is the recipe for success for Green Bay. They haven't got the weapons of Rodgers to throw 35 times a game. If he's down around 20, 25, they will have a, they will be in every single game. And you know this this week is the Tennessee Titans, so it's a massive game. Probably the biggest Thursday game I can remember because the, the the Packers are back now. Well, they think they are because they've just beaten the Cowboys, but the Titans are for real. So that'll be a great game to watch. But it'll be you know a lot of running, and it'll be two really good close games uh, teams going all the way to the fourth quarter which is great viewing but it probably I, i'm not comfortable 
put in a massive bid on on someone like Christian Watson because obviously that's what we're talking about here with his three three touchdown game. If Rogers is going to throw the ball twenty times going forward, um, and obviously Lizard's going to get some, Aaron Jones is going to get some. You know, Randall Cobb I think is eligible to return. I don't know if he's going to make this game on probably a Thursday night game. But that, he's going to get some. How Antonian gets a couple as well. How many is actually left for Watson? He's going to be in the five to six target game um, every week. So you need you need him to catch one of those deep bombs. And obviously, we all know he's dropped a couple and he's bought a couple. So, yeah, upside, you could talk about upside flex, flex spots. He's a great flex spot person because he's got that boom burst. And what's the difference between him and Gabe Davis and all this good stuff? But, you know, I think the Packers go back to what's winning. And they got two. How they win is how you know they run the ball with two really good running backs, no matter who is the defense. And I really want to see if they do that against Tennessee, because Tennessee is a very, very good defensive team against the run. So um, I'm excited to see that. On the other side, Pollard is a start. Whatever happens when Zeke plays man of the matchup, we all know about that. And then Michael Gallup didn't come through, and it was CD Lamb. It was really good to see CD Lamb take off in this game. Um, I don't know if I believed that they had the ceiling in him, and he did away to Green Bay, which is not an easy place to throw against. So uh, it was great to see that. And the Schultz, Dalton Schultz can be started every week with Dak. It's another start. So um, I mean, it's quite easy for Dallas, isn't it? Really, you're looking at the the running back, whoever that is, and probably you could start both running backs, Lamb and Schultz. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, anything to add to that? Just on C- on CD Lamb, I think um, I heard something that he's got the largest target share in the league, so that's really good. Um, mm. <laughs> um, I didn't expect that from, uh, when I heard that. So, so yeah, he's proved me wrong because I, I mean, even though I like CD Lamb, I just start. I was starting to get worried earlier in the season that he's just never going to have this type this type of game and command this type of target share. But he did. That's really good news for him. Um, and yeah, just. I agree with Andonio on the Green Bay. I think this is the way to win, run the ball, run the ball, and then Rogers taking a couple of deep shots and go right and on the Rogers' lowest usage and on passing this year. So not not great for him. But um but Christian Watson, I agree again. I think that's a perfect comp is, is Gabe Davis. You play him on a flex and you know, and hope that he brings in one of those accurate long from Rogers and he holds on to the ball. But you'll also have games where he's complete, you know, complete duds, two, three points. Um, but if you're happy to live with that, then then yeah, you play him. If one more consistency, you solid, you know, safe floors, then he's not a player for you. Lazard is probably safer, isn't it? So yeah, the, I think Lazard got confident. taken away, didn't he? By didn't he get he got shadowed by was it Diggs? I, I don't know if Trayvon. Yeah, Diggs but I, I don't think Diggs is that good a cornerback actually. So I'm surprised. Even yeah. if they did shadow him, maybe they went away. Maybe they just like Watson speed against whoever the backup is for. Packers. I'm, I'm like I said. I've got the spreadsheets this week, so I'm going to dig into all this man versus zone coverage for Friday. So that might um, come up with some reasons why why they attack that that matchup. Um, but yeah, he's MVS. Packers... He's just another MVS. It's MVS is exactly the same last year for the Packers. Yeah. They used him in the deep ball. He, he, they try and use him a bit more because he, he was a high draft pick, but he's got a similar profile to him. The know. only thing that I do, I am a little bit stronger with Watson than. Than the likes of MVS and Gabe Davis. I know I was quite negative earlier, but he so he's hasn't been on the field at all this year. This is the first time he's been on the field above fifty percent at snaps. And there you go, you've got his boom boom game. His bus games 
going back to what you said about some points you get to put three points up, sometimes you give a 33 points up. His three points games have only come when he's been on the field for like 25% of snaps. So he it's, it's probably too soon to call him boom bust because his bust games is when he's been injured. You know, he's been knocked out one game and I think he came off with an ankle injury. So, you know, you, you want to see a full percentage of snaps and then bust before we call him a boom bust player, which is why probably people are throwing 50% of fab on him, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. No, I agree with that. I think yeah, he just hasn't he hasn't played enough uh, snaps to go for all his games this season. He's had concussions. He's had all sorts. So yeah, yeah. That's, fair. that's fair. You've got to see him. You've got to see him. You've got to see him rest of the season if he stays healthy. I'm getting that sort of analyzed. Yeah, good stuff. We'll keep an eye on that. So um, yeah, let's move on to the Cardinals then and the Rams. The Rams woes continue. I mean, two backup quarterbacks. Um, Tony, we'll go to you. Yes, Cardinals looked all right in this game, and it's not a surprise that the, it was against the Rams, who, who are dreadful across the board, really. And now they've lost Cooper Cup, so I don't even I, I won't even go to the Rams side of the ball. Um, there's not much to talk about there. You can pick up all the backup wide receivers if you want to call them that, but Robinson, Jefferson, and Skoranek will be the three that are in um, in three receiver sets. Cardinals look strong. James Conner, 97% snaps. Um, and probably a biggest sell high, I'm going to say. So it's another one I'm shopping this week. But, you know, he's, he's no way he's going to stay healthy at 90, 97% of snaps. Um, so we'll see what I can get for him after his massive game. Uh, and, yeah, Hopkins, Rondell Moore, Roberto, yeah. You, you, you admitted you were wrong on Rondell Moore last week. I think he looks really good. And I think it's out strengthens that. So it doesn't matter who's quarterback. Rondell Moore looks like he's separating in the slot really well. Yeah, Rob, what to add to that? Only on the card. Yeah, again, nothing on the Rams, but the Cardinals, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I think with Marquis Brown um, scheduled to come back in the next few weeks, I think with Hertz out, that keeps Rondell more relevant. And I think that'll be the you know, that'll be the three that they go with and they might work out really well and, and make sure that they all get fed Hertz out. Uh, and I agree, yeah, with uh, with Antonio and Connor. I mean, I picked up Keonda Ingram. I, I was surprised that no one else want, wanted him because, uh, for me, he's the clear backup now that they, you know, you know, Benjamin has been cut, which was a surprise. I think that's mm. what I read on Twitter, there was some arguments as opposed to what he actually did on the field. So Keonda Ingram, yeah, again, someone to stash if you haven't had your wire yet. He's still on the white wave wire in other leagues. Certainly, someone to pick up as a, you know, not to play at any time soon, but as a as a handcuff as you approach the year playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Moving on to the Chargers then, Chargers San Francisco, uh, 49ers winning this 22-16. Well, we'll come to you first. Yeah, so um, well, I watched I watched all of this game. Um, yeah, I thought, again, I, I keep saying every week with her, but um, he looked good to start. I think he was very unlucky not to get another touchdown. I, I can't remember who it was. He just, just went short on one of his throws, but... Um, he needs his weapons back. We, 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 there's, there's, you know, it's not really much to discuss with him, but he's a, he's a superstar quarterback. His schedule is really good for the playoffs. Um, and if he gets his weapons back, then, you know, he's going to be a strong start for, for people who got him. Um, nothing more to say really on the charges side. I mean, Eckler's a start. And other than that, all the rest were no non factors. Everett got injured. I went with him again, but he got, I think, I don't know how, I think he got injured really early in this one. So, it's a shame because yeah, I think he's been doing good. Uh, but the big surprise is on the other side of the ball. You know, I think it's been all over Twitter about McCaffrey's usage. Um, I think this is what we're going to see. I think this is what we're going to see. Where 
they're going to use two running backs. McCaffrey will get, you know, he's had 14 carries, he's had six reception, uh, six targets. So that's probably a good a good floor. He's not going to get the Panthers usage where he's on he's on the field 90% of the time. That doesn't look like the way Shanahan wants to use him. They want to win a Super Bowl. They want to keep them both fit. So Mitchell could be a good low-end flex moving forward. He's not going to get many passing downs, but if they're rushing the ball or they're up, which they should be in a lot of games with the players they've got, then he's, he's useful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, the, I don't know if you, yeah, and then the receiver, I was just going to say on the receivers, it's a case of, um, you know, I wanted to see this week, and obviously Debo Samuel is, is not going to be the player he was last year. So if you've got him in Dynasty, it's probably too late to get any top value for him. But um, you're not really confident in starting any of them really on two basis for me. Yeah, Tony, anything to add? Um, yeah, so I just wouldn't mind talking about this game because it it's, there's loads to unpack here. Yeah, so Kit, Kit, we, we saw Kittle, Ayuk, and Samuel on the field again for the first time, I think three of them with a different quarterback this year. And, you know, there was a couple of disappointments there in what's relatively quite a soft defense as well. They've got injuries all over the place. So that was a disappointment, I think. Um, on the Elijah Mitchell one, I, 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 I think I said this to someone. Uh, I, I just couldn't believe that he was on the wire in our league. When they sold, when they got rid of Jeff Wilson, that was the biggest, clear, clearest signal in my eyes that he was ready to come back straight away. Otherwise, they wouldn't have just they wouldn't have got rid of Wilson, you know. Um, and yeah, people are saying it's a surprise. But when Shanahan, he's he's not he's not daft in terms of usage for McCaffrey. You know, he was never going to be 100% snaps. I don't think. Um, he's never been like that, really. If you remember the most that days in the Wilson, and before that, the Tem and Coleman days, he, he would have roles for each running back. Um, and it looks like when they close out a game, so this is important now, really. If, they, if they're looking like they're favourites for a game and they want to close it out, it looks like he's going to favour Mitchell to bang it down the middle rather than McCaffrey. And that makes more sense to me because he's more of a runner, whereas McCaffrey's more of a... Well, he's obviously a runner as well, but you know you want to keep him fresh for the, the kind of pass-catching role. They've got New Orleans, Seattle, Washington, Arizona on the slate. You know they're probably favourites in all of those. So I agree, Mitchell's probably a flex in those games, but you probably got to pick your game to flex him. Um, and the Chargers side, um, I think they're going to get one of those two back this week. I'm not sure which one it's going to be. I think they're both going to train all week. It's a Sunday night game. Wouldn't surprise me if they're both maybe game time decisions and then Keenan or Mike Williams, uh, one of them will play, one of them won't play. That's my prediction. So probably, you know, what are you going to say? You don't I think don't either think, plays? I, no, I think they, they, play, they train this week or start to, but I don't, with their injury, I don't see any. We'll see. Yeah, well, if they don't play, uh, Kansas City's not a bad game. For, I was going to drop Josh Palmer, but I might hold on to him now. <laughs> Here we go, live decision there, selection making going on. Um, let's move on to the last game then. So the Eagles finally lost and the Commanders uh, were the ones to do it. Uh, Rob, we'll come to you first. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so this was a this was a real, I don't say it was a hard watch, but Washington, uh, I think they have just that the um, the keys to the Eagles for um, not, not play the same way, but Washington just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So try to wait, take away the time possession. They worked. You know, they, they gave them their first defeat. But from a fantasy standpoint, it's good news for the running backs. Um, 
for both. I think Robinson is a is the early down. Brenner and Gibson have taken some of those, but also I seem I seem to, they both split the red zone to, uh, opportunities. Gibson obviously in the passing game was, was better. So I think you can play that in again in the right environment. Those two, um, the way they're going to play to win now. It's, it's, so I think they both flexes um, and feel quite quite confident, quite safe with those. Um, and then it's a big game for Terry McLaurin. I think this is going to change, though. I think um, I don't know. I'm not certain that they're going to make this QB switch. But it's, you know, I think Carson Wentz is due to come back, so it's one to watch. I think Heineke now is, you know, he had a they won the game, but it, it, look at his score under six points. Just didn't have to throw the ball. So I think that's their recipe. Whether they go to Wentz, I don't know. But for McLaurin, he he's hoping that um, Heineke stays in because he's got. But I don't know that that changes. I'll go on again. And then on the eagle side, for me, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm worried about Hurts. I think this is his. This is his um, sort of floor week to week. When so I think I mentioned last week about having seen enough big games, and we're on about whether to take Fields or Hurts or these. At the moment, you've got a fancy Fields or Hurts um, rest of the season because it looks like the Eagles. You know they lost. They don't need to run him. They don't need to do these crazy runs. Um, they're going to make the playoffs, doubt. So, from fantasy point of view, that that's not great for his rushing. And as we've seen, he's a bit unlucky with his throws and the interceptions and fumbles. But um, yeah, no worries. But just I'm just thinking, rest of the season, he's even on top backs. And then on the wide receivers. I've said offline, he got injured really early, and I think he was just deep by the game. Watch it, he was taped up. I don't know if his ankle was taped up, because he was it. Uh, and they just didn't go to him. Um, and it was more, it was more Devontae this week. He was unlucky. I mean, I had him in our main league, and I'm glad he came through. But I've, I've seen on Twitter so many people have lost because with that lateral ball. And he got mm. he got he got cost on the got cost as a fumble. He got cost on the yardage going back. So it would have been a really good day for him, but um, didn't end up being that way. So, but yeah, it was a good, you know, uh, an interesting game. I'd say it was a good game, but, but yeah, and that last tackle back, I think that's spoiled because I feel like I let go. Back. Yeah, Tony, what, what do you want to add to that? Um. I'm back and forth, really, with who I'd rather if it hurts off fields. I think I don't know. It's tough, um, isn't it? It's, it's, it is tough. I don't know. We're gonna get, you're not going to get those games. Are we? We're not going to see. I can't see no. hurts rushing for 70, 80 yards in a game because they just won't need to now. What? Why? At eight and one. Even if I don't think. I, I think the defense is not as good as we think. No, no, Philadelphia Eagles. So I, I made a decision early to drop their defense, and everyone was like, "Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing?" But actually, you know, there's Washington at home. They should be doing that matchup against Heineke. Um, and they only threw eight points against Houston and eight points against Washington. I, I, I'm not sure about Philly's defense. Um, and yeah, losing Goddard's massive for the offense. I think he makes them tick. You know, uh, I'm not worried. I'm not saying about my fancy team. I'm more thinking about Philadelphia's offense because basically, you know, he doesn't leave the field ever. We talked about that for a tight end. And uh, he's a blo- he's good a, as good as a blocker as he is with a pass catcher. I think this hurts hurts. Um, and yeah, Watkins is going to have to step up as the third receiver. That'll be interesting. If he can't, then yeah, I think Goddard's absence will hurt the uh, Eagles more than they think. 
Should we be more concentrated though with the wide receivers now? I think because we, we always said two of the three, Devontae, Brown, Goddard, is always going to be two out of three week. Now, obviously, Wim Gard, you know, they're back up tight. He's not, no, he's they're not the same, he's not athletic the same as him. I've had a look already. I was, it was between him or Moreau, really. I was going to go with their backup, but I had a look and he's just, he's just nowhere near. Um, the athlete that got it is. I think it does hurt. Yeah. I think Watkins, like I said, no, I think they'll be in three receiver seat sets. I think Watkins will get more playing time. Um, it's not good, though. I don't mean, I mean, if you look at his, no. his fumbles, but I got him in a few places, but he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's got speed, but can't drop the ball like that. It costs him. No, it costs cost him the game. game. <laughs> it costs him the game. But I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I, I think you're going to see concentration between those two receivers now. Well, God adds out. He's going to Yeah. Him. And Washington's defense, there's a few there's a few defenses that you cannot run against. Washington's one of them, Tennessee's one of them, New England. There's three that you cannot run, and Sanders had a bad game against them. Yeah, something you called on the on the last podcast uh that came came true. Um all right, wicked. Yeah, covered a lot. Kind of insight there. Um anything you want to say before we close this one down? Yeah, I just want to say I will be doing that kind of man against some F, uh, exercise this week, and I'll probably be talking about that on the starts and sits on Friday. So we'll go through each game, um, and I'll see if we can pick some good matchups for wide receivers. So listen out for that. Yeah, good stuff. Rob, anything from you, mate? No, no, looking forward to listening to uh, Antonio on the uh, zone. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have a That's not sarcasm. Well, I actually, yeah, I think he's, I actually, he's yeah, impressed I, with the Matt Collins. I was impressed uh, with the Matt Collins. So yeah, <laughs> Shane Cello didn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, what a Nate says it all. Yeah, and someone else who didn't staff that, Jeff Wilson, didn't listen. Oh, let's not let's not talk about that. Couldn't win mathematics. I just can't believe it. I've had a shocking season, and you know, and I won't be taking any more questions at this time. <laughs> Time's but up. yeah, that wraps clearly us doesn't up. Listen to, he clearly doesn't listen to the part, does he? he just, <laughs> he's got his head, he's listening to music in between when we're talking. And he, uh, guys, I'm sitting Why do you think my segues are so dry? I'm sitting here just on my phone, and, uh, and then when I hear the silence, thing, yeah, anyway, yeah, go on, Tony. What is the funny thing? My season, no, it's just we, we said he was the biggest bile over there, was uh, you did it, and then you didn't blame him. I know. Well, it sums it up. But there's always next year. That's why we play right. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'm going to go and cry in a corner, uh, reflecting on my season. Thanks, Tony. And uh, thanks thanks both for joining and all the insight. We look forward to uh, Friday's show uh, with the extra insight from you, Tony. And thanks, everyone, for listening, sticking with us. And we'll be back on Friday. So we'll see you then. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore Play Action Pass and our website, playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do play us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions, uh, and we'll answer those on the show, or we'll answer them on feed, depending on their agency. Um, to reach out to us individually, find Tony at Lighttake7, Rob at TeamBest10, 
and me at matmayff on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions. We'll answer them on the next episode, or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and support the show.